Hey everyone, and welcome to the Outsiders Podcast. This show is an interactive experience about life, love, music, and personal growth inspired by the band Need to Breathe. The show is sponsored by the Instagram page We Are the Insiders and produced by We Are the Insiders and Benjamin Pedalero. We hope you enjoy and be sure to join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. We look forward to hearing from you. What's up, Outsiders, and welcome back to the Outsiders podcast. My name is Benjamin Padalero. I'm here, with, of course, with Lauren McLean, my co-host. Welcome back to episode 11. Um, very blessed to be here thus far. Obviously, last episode, super excited. We spoke with Mr. Josh Loveless, and we're here again today with another very exciting guest we're excited to get to. Um, first, top of the hour, of course, Lauren, how are you doing? How have you been? It's been a couple weeks. I know we've had a little... A little break in time here but it's good to see you again yeah great to see you too ben awesome awesome yeah so we're really excited to be back um this episode today we're really excited for so i don't know most of you probably saw but a couple weeks ago the band made a post i don't remember exactly what post about it, and there was one individual who commented saying that he had grown up in the house that need to breathe had recorded the record in um he said he saw the i don't have the exact comment in front of me but he said he saw the um saw the record the cover of the record and he was like oh i recognize that house and you know i reached out to him and his his very nice wife after he made that comment and i was like lauren we have to have a conversation with this guy so we, we were able to make that happen, and I would like to introduce Mr. Greg Lusk. Greg, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. It's our honor. We're super excited. It was kind of awesome to see that you, or your wife, I guess, you said she's your Facebook person, was able to um, comment on that post, and you know you shared those anecdotes that you had to share, and hopefully we'll take a much deeper dive here. Um, I guess first things first, though, how did you happen to come across that the Need to Breathe post and and then share the story of you growing up in that house? Well, um, it was May the 6th, which ironically is my my uh, late father's birthday. Uh, my sister sent me a uh, just a YouTube link, and that's all it was, so I, I click on it. And uh, it's the video of Into the Mystery. And uh, there's this, these dudes sitting in this yard that, you know, mowed for so many years and see the big white house behind it. And it just, you know, is I'll sit there just kind of amazed. And so I was looking, looking at the house and looking at, at everything and then just, you know, trying to take it all in. But, you know, it was it's definitely a weird experience to see a place that you grew up in and spent so much of your life in. And then all of a sudden it's, it's on a video. And of course, I didn't know who these guys were at all. To be honest with you, it's the first time that I heard them when uh, when I saw this video, and so I was kind of saying, "Man, who are these guys? You know, what's this all about?" And you know, and so I started listening to the song. I said, "Man, song's pretty good. You know, these these guys are good. You know." And so, uh, so I was just really just taking it all in. But really, that that's how I, I come. I've come to know you know, kind of this whole experience of need to breathe is just by the, by that, that one, you know, text my sister sent me. And so, uh, it's, it's kind of a, 
a weirdly strange experience to see everything that's uh, kind of happened with the house and you know all the things that have taken place there and let me say uh, the you know the owner of the house now her name is eve whitman okay. and she calls the place magnolia acres and she bought the house from us uh i think 2017 wow, okay. and man she is yeah she has done just a incredible job everything that you see there in the house that was not the house i grew up in i didn't have a swimming pool in the backyard you know uh, really? uh okay. no no so she she has done all those things it was much different place uh, there were six kids and you know of course my parents and so we lived in the house and so uh it, it's most definitely a little bit different place now but of course the bones are are still there and many of the the things about the house are very much the same, even though she's added to it and made it just a beautiful place. So uh, it's uh, it's all kind of, like I said, weirdly strange to see all this. So Yeah, I'm sure. So um, that was actually one of the first things I wanted to talk about. So kind of take us through what the house, I mean, obviously, you know, none of us fans have been there. You know, all the only exposure we have is the limited content that we've seen. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, the movie will be coming out later this year, which I assume will be a much deeper dive. Mm-hmm. But kind of take me through the, the layout of the house, I guess, when you lived there versus, I don't know when the last time you were there, if it was when you sold it or whatnot. But kind of what does the lay of the land look like? I know in the comment you put... Um, that they were recording in the very room that you, your, your living room or something like that. Can you yeah. talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the house is, is really kind of in the middle of Columbia, Tennessee. It sits on uh, about 10 acres of land and uh, a lot of woods on that, on that particular piece of land. There's a creek that runs along the edge of the property. And uh, it's a big two-story house. Um, uh, Square footage is, I, I wouldn't guess what square footage is now, I, you know, probably at least 4,000 square feet or something. She added some rooms and, and done some other things to it. But the house was built in, in 1888 from the best that, that we know. It was a uh, an estate house. It was called the Casey Estate. And uh, of course, post-Civil War house was built. And so there was, it was a big farm. This is what it was. And, and uh, uh, you know, it was uh, the estate house and, and where, you know, the center of everything and, you know, kind of growing up there, we would dig around and find different interesting things on the property from time to time. But, uh, you know, through the years, but that that's how long that the house has been there. Um, she, like I said, she has, has done different things. We, we brought a log cabin onto the property from Shady Grove, Tennessee, which is in Hickman County, Tennessee. That's a, I guess the, the cabin was about 100 years old. And we brought it and put that on the place. And and there's also a little, I think she uses it maybe as a pool house there, a log cabin that my dad put on the place also. Uh, but the actual, what I can tell from looking at the promos and other, other things, the actual studio where they were set up and recording was the den that we had Christmas in for 40 years. And so, oh, okay. you know. Wow. Yeah, so see this band sitting in the sitting in our den, you know, playing. And of course, we had a my mom had her grandmother's piano there, so we play that on occasion. And and we would sit around in that den and have Christmas and watch TV and do all kinds of crazy things in there through the years as a family. But you know, we'd sit in there and we'd sing gospel songs from time to time. My mother loved to sing, and so. 
just the fact that that anybody is sitting in that place. But I, I come, I've come to appreciate it even more. You know, the last few months, once I got to know the band, realized, hey, man, this is this is was a pretty big band that was actually doing this. You know, and so, uh, like I say, it was it was pretty pretty amazing to see it. You see in the in the uh, videos and stuff, there's a staircase, a, a winding staircase there with a walnut uh, rail there. There's um, 10 foot plus ceilings in there. It had yellow poplar wideboard floors on it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, she is, she put the uh, porch back on the front, but uh, spent a lot of years working on that house, painting that house. It was always a, always a white house. And, and, uh, at one point, my dad put vinyl siding on it, but we took that off, and because we got tired of painting it so much. But she's restored all of that, and so, you know, it's just a beautiful place. But but the name of the place, uh, she it derives from the great big magnolia tree that sits right in front of the uh, sits right in front of the house. It's I guess now it's it's over forty feet tall, and so that I think kind of really drives the, the name of the place. So. But yeah, spent a lot of time on those 10 acres and playing in the creek and mowing it and bush hogging it and everything else. But it was a great place to grow up with our family. Yeah, I bet. It sounds like it. Um, Lauren, I'll kind of let you hop in here. I know you haven't really got to ask many questions yet. So what do you have to, what would you like to talk about with Mr. Greg? Well, he kind of already went over it. Like, I'm a big, like, history nut when it comes to old houses old plantation mm -hmm. houses like that like one of my dreams is to own one one day yeah but um i was you already right said how when it was built and stuff but um i didn't know if you had like any more like history of the house or whatever no, I really haven't haven't gotten too much more history than that i think maybe we we were well, I hate to say because I don't know for a fact we're about maybe the third family to live in the house, so it's gone through through a few generation of, of families. But like you say, it was it was post Civil War, and we mm -hmm. have found some interesting uh, uh, items through throughout uh, you know digging around, gardening and farming, and, and doing different things. So there was really no telling what you're going to find there. Yeah, but, do you remember? Uh, any yeah, it has. Go ahead. I was going to ask if do you remember like the most interesting thing or oldest thing you found whenever y'all were be digging up? No, it's just just a lot a lot of farm farm implement stuff and just just old metal and things, glass, you know, jars and stuff like that. But yeah. we never found that that hidden treasure. I don't guess uh, <laughs> uh, we, you know, I guess if you had a metal detector and we were on that place, you maybe could find some interesting things, but. I bet I think, all the old, the old like glasses and stuff are still pretty cool to find, though. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty neat to, to find those things. But, but yeah, that the house has a lot of history to it, and it's changed a lot through the years. But I would definitely say it's she probably has it in the best shape of its life right now. It's it's a very beautiful place. That's awesome. So I think something we're all really wanting to know is you mentioned haunting stories in your <laughs> comments. So, I mean, we I, we got to peel back the onion on that a little bit. So Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Okay, I, I told you guys I had three stories, and so one of them is not a, a haunting story. It's what I would call, a, you know, a God moves in mysterious ways story. So it was a very interesting thing that that happened there in the house. So in, in May of two thousand, um, uh, my uh, my dad was like the Energizer Bunny, and so he woke up one day, and uh, he wasn't feeling very well. So. Um, he told my mom, man, he was kind of laying around, which was just something he just never did. Well, my mom had to go to an end service that day with my sister, and she was going to an end service to get CPR trained. And so she was going to be gone all morning, and dad had to go to the hospital to uh, a young couple at church, had a baby. So he went and visited that couple at the hospital, then he came back home. And so so interesting, interesting things happen, um, interesting sequence of events, but one of them was that the in-service got out a little bit earlier, and, and I come to find out that that usually never happened. The instructor told me that uh, that he had never done an in-service where the in-service let out early, but this one let out a little bit early, and my sister asked, asked mommy, well, you want to go shopping? we got a little bit extra time here. She goes, no, I think I'm going to go home because dad wasn't feeling well. And so when she got home, dad was, was still kind of lying around, which was, was highly unusual for him. And so um, he goes, I think I'm going to go back in the other side of the house and lay down in her bedroom. And so uh, she said, okay. And so she was working in the kitchen, and she heard something that she described as like a limb falling in the yard. It was just a big boom. And, but that wasn't unusual. There's a lot of big trees around. And so she kind of thought, well, was that a limb? I think I'm going to go back over there and check on dad. She walks back in, and my dad had fallen out with a massive heart attack. And so he was laying on the floor, not breathing, um, you know, blue color. Um, so she starts to do CPR on him. So literally, she walks out of a CPR class, and 30 minutes later, she's doing CPR on my dad there in the house. Wow. Yeah, so that was, that was definitely an interesting part. You know, she could have still been in the CPR class because it should have still been going on. Um, there was one AED back in 2000 uh, in the county on a fire truck, and it just so happened that fire truck was only two blocks away from my dad's house. Um, there was um, actually an ambulance that had gone on a call in the neighborhood right next to my dad's house. The call got canceled, and so when the call came out, they were about five six minutes closer to the house than usual and so um they ended up shocking him i think somewhere around nine times which wow. it never happens you know you shock somebody that much but he did come back to life and he and uh, they ended up doing six bypasses on him but you know we'll always tell that story you know my mom literally walks out of a cpr class and starts doing cpr on my dad and saves his life so that happened there in the house so that's that was the god moves in mysterious ways story there um, so we were, we were thankful for that. Uh, but to go to the kind of the haunting side, I think is what Seth Bolt has said. He, he thought the house would be more haunted or something like that in the promo. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we are impressed. I knew his name. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, um, the, uh, I was about 10 or 11 years old. And this, is, this would go into the category, both of these would go into the category of unexplained. So you can take it for what it's worth. But I have my sister to back me up on this one because she heard it too. And actually, my dad did. 
And so, uh, but one morning we were woke up, we we woke up and there was this banging noise, and it sounded like it was around the top of the house, but it was very sequential. And so you could tell it was going to each side of the house. It would just go from one side to the other to the other and just kind of make a circuit around the house. But it was just a huge booming sound. I, I likened it like somebody was standing up in the top of the house, just slamming the side of the house with a sledgehammer. But it was really strange. And so that was unexplained. We never could figure it out. And so my sister woke up and I woke up and what is that? Oh, we don't know what it is. Uh, we th- I thought it really was my dad upstairs working or doing something. He was always, you know, doing something to the house. But he comes in from the house and he goes, what are you guys doing up here? Because <laughs> he didn't know what was going on either. And so, anyway, we never could explain what that banging noise, but it, it would happen in the house. And as far as I know, that was the only time that it happened. Wow. But it was, it was, it was a strange, strange noise there. But probably the, the other story, which is going to take me just a second to, to tell it. Sure. Uh, uh, my, uh, uh, we, we, we moved our parents out in 2015. It, they were in their 80s, and so it was getting, getting where they just couldn't handle you know, that much land and that much house. And so we moved them out to a smaller house. And so uh, these, my parents you know, grew up coming out of the Depression, so they kept everything. And so it took me a while to kind of go through the house, and it, we as a family you know, cleaned things out and got it ready to sell. And so my dad passes away in March of 2016, and uh, we were still in the process of getting everything, you know, taken, taken out and fixed to the point where we could sell the house. So there was a period of time in which the house sat empty. Uh, and so um, this is probably, I'm guessing, six to eight months after my dad had passed away. So I would, I'm a reserve deputy with the Murray County Sheriff's Department also. I, I teach school. I'm an educator, but I'm also a reserve deputy. And so uh, I always would go over there at night, uh, check on the place, because it's secluded. I mean, you really cannot see uh, much about the house. There's a half-mile driveway up to the house that has trees on both sides of it. I didn't mention that before. Just an incredible lane. Uh and, but you would have to drive up into it. And, and a lot of times folks would drive up in there just to see what's going on because they they, they know something's up in there, but they, they never seen the house. And so folks kind of randomly come up there. So I would drive through to make sure the property is safe. I always kept two lights on. I kept an outside light on, on the uh, carport and an outside light on what uh, we call the shop, but I think she calls her barn now. And that was for security reasons. So I drive into the property and I always would shine my car lights through the house as I drive into the property. And at this point, the house was pretty much empty. So I kept thinking, you know, what am I going to do when I, when I shine my lights through the house and I see a little girl standing in the window or something, you know, <laughs> that didn't happen. Okay. That didn't happen. Uh, but anyway, I was thinking, you know, what am I going to do if I ever see that? But I, I never did. But I drove into the property, and I, I noticed that the shop light was off. And I thought, okay, somebody's been out to the shop messing around, or that light has, has burned out. And so I, I drive on into the carport. The carport light was on. And so I drive into the carport, shine my lights through the house. The carport light is on. I back up. I pull my patrol car to the shop. I get out, and I turn the outside light on to the shop. Somebody had just turned it off. And I look back up at the house, and the carport light is off. 
And I thought, hmm, that's kind of strange. Who's, uh, who just turned that light off? And so you have to know that the shop and the house are on two different electrical meters. So there's nothing that I did at the shop that would have affected the house. There was no way that could happen. So I pulled back up at the house and I thought, well, I'm going to go into the house to see if anybody's in there. So I walked through the house and I, I cleared the house and turned on some lights to make sure nobody was messing around in there. This was about at 1030 at night, by the way. Yeah. And so I, uh, I thought, well, okay, this I don't know what happened here. Maybe it was a light bulb. So I had a bag of light bulbs, and I changed a couple out, and nothing worked. About that time, I got a call on the radio and had to go answer a call. So I said, okay, I've got a brand-new light bulb at the house. I'll, I'll go by and get it, and I'll come back. And so I answered the call, and I got the brand-new light bulb, and I brought it back. And uh, this was about 12 o'clock at night. And uh, went into the house, screwed the new light bulb in, didn't work. I said, okay, I'm going to go back through the house again, make, make sure I didn't miss anything. So I walked back through the house. I, I made sure the house was clear, making sure nobody was messing around in there. And I thought, well, about the only thing that I can think of now is something has happened in the fuse box. And so I go to the fuse box and it was an old fuse box. So I don't know if you know anything about electricity or not, but there were old fuses, the round fuses that screw in. And they have a little open window in them, and uh, they weren't like breaker switches. But you could look in the open window there of the fuse and see if it had blown or not. So I was looking through all the fuses, and it wasn't very well marked. I really didn't know what fuse to look for, but I was looking through all of them, and I couldn't see any fuse that was blown. So I said, okay, that's another mystery here. What's going on here? And so I just started randomly kind of just screwing and making sure every fuse was tight. And I got to one particular fuse, and I turned it about a half of a turn, and the light came on. So think about this. I know exactly when the light went off, and now I know exactly why the light went off, because something or someone had turned the fuse or loosened up the fuse. The question is, how did the fuse get turned? Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, and so I, I told my sister the story, and she goes, well, you know, Dad always said, make sure you turn off the outside lights when you come in. He never wanted an outside light burning. So we just say, well, my dad uh, wanted me to turn off the lights that night, and he, he so. cut them off. <laughs> so that was probably about the spookiest story, spookiest as it gets. But uh, I, I have no explanation of how that fuse got turned at that time. So, oh, wow, that's bizarre. Yeah. And I guess it I'm guessing, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing it was still his house and he saw yeah. something that he didn't like and he was going yeah. to fix it. Yeah, I guess so. That's the only explanation. I mean, it wasn't like it was just a little bit loose. I, I, I turned it a full half of a turn. So, you know, if I didn't know when the light went off, I could have, you know, could have blamed a lot of stuff. But I have no idea because I know exactly when that light went off. So I guess it was bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I've, I've, like I, I love like the paranormal stuff uh -huh. and everything, and it's like I've heard that like if someone is connected to like a house or a piece of property or something, they'll still go back and check on it and yeah. everything, and well, so. Yeah, that might have been it. My, of course, my family thought I was crazy for going back in the house. <laughs> they like, once the light, light went off, they're like, why did you go back in there? I said, well, you know, I thought somebody was messing with the house or something. I wanted to see what was going on. But anyway, I guess it was just dad. Yep. <laughs>
Ben, you're muted. Can't hear you. How about now? Okay, you're good. All right, I'll have to splice that out. But anyway, as I was saying, Greg, we'll come up on the end of our time here. But one more question I think Laura and I both want to know is, I mean, you're a Need to Breathe fan for life now, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and what's really cool is that, you know, I'm I'm just now discovering. So, you know, someone come on YouTube and I say, man, that's a great song. And then another song will pop up on YouTube and I'll play it. And say, man, that's a great song. And so I, I started out, of course, the first song I ever heard was Into the Mystery. And I really like that song still. But then the next song I, I started, you know, doing things was Multiplied. And I thought, wow, that's a really good song right there, too. And, uh, you know, the more I hear, the, the more I like. So, yes, I am. I think that's kind of how it started for all of us. But are you, um, I think you did comment, but you're planning on going to a show this fall, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Bridgestone. My, my daughter's bought me uh, a, uh, a Father's Day present. And so I'm going to go to Bridgestone and see the show there. So uh, I'm excited to do that. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yep. Well, um, we'll, that's, we'll one, of, that's one of that's one of my stops too on the two. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Good. Yeah, well, that'll be really exciting. But yeah, Greg, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate your time. Um, Lauren, did you have any other questions? Um, I don't know if, if the the woman who owns the house now, but um, I would love to go see the house in person yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, it's. If I'm ever it's, it's, that way again. Yeah. Well, you can actually, you know, she has a website there and you can look. Her name's Eve Whitman and it's Magnolia Acres and you can see about the house. And I know that she that she does some things. She has events there and other things. So, yeah, it's, okay. it's definitely a, get a bunch of Need to Breathe fans there and, and have a weekend or something. It, it'll be pretty neat, I bet. Awesome. Yeah. yeah so, on scene. Someone said something about like how we should do a, a podcast and um, recording or something there. Oh yeah, it, it'd be it's a it's a great place to go. Yeah, awesome. Well, Greg, thank you so much again. Really appreciate your, appreciate your time and thank your wife Kelly as well for her assistance. Okay, um, sure will. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you real soon. All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you for a great night. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Be sure to. Reach out to us on Instagram and our email. We'll look forward to talking to y'all real soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you gained something meaningful from today's show, and we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us on Instagram at WeAreTheInsiders or by email at TheOutsidersPodcast2, the number two, at gmail.com. Be sure to give our show a like and a follow wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a comment on Facebook or on Instagram to say hello. We also welcome any feedback or discussion topics through any of these forms of communication. Thank you again so much and we'll see y'all real soon.